Hey, Dan. Hey, Wilbur. I, they must have legalized dope up in Canada, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's creeping into the, into the boundary waters, I man. I think I've got a context high. <laughs> that would not be good if the weed farms are burning. Yeah, they're on maybe fire. It would, I mean, maybe every guide trip would be a little more fun. I mean, I've been happy, <laughs> so. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, folks. We've been pulling spinners at point three this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I did just crush this entire bag of Cheetos, though. <laughs> just smash it. <laughs> uh, this is Wally Talk. I'm Dan Ryan. I'm Will Newer. If you're new to the show, we're two fishing guides, and we talk about fishing, primarily walleyes, and we give a weekly review and a weekly preview, and just generally have a good time without being too serious. And other stuff in the middle. It's not just a, it's not just a fishing report. No. There's some, there's some really good content in here. There's some life lessons in oh, here. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Don't take yourself too seriously. There's also a, there's also a lot of stupid. Yeah. Can't get rid of that, though. If you... Like, it would be nice to get rid of it, but we would get rid of some good things, too, if we tried to get rid like of it. Like, all of our listeners. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got on tap for this week, Will? We got a review, and we've got a listener question. We're going to talk about some invasive species. Um, um, there's a head-to-head tournament we'll cover. Uh, Groundhog Day, we can preview, and then we'll be out of here. It's going to be a good episode. Let's take a break. Having fun in the sun on the lake all day long. Porta-Doc.com. Porta-Doc.com. Find your local Porta-Doc dealer today. Porta-Doc.com. <laughs> Came up with the best name for rock bass. Okay. Jabba, so it comes from Star Wars. Jabba the Hutt, they're Jabba's. <laughs> they're just big and fat and uh, greasy, Jabba. and they don't do anything, but they Dude, feel big. But what in the world do they do down there to look the way they look? <laughs> I don't know. They're just, I, yeah, I don't know. You think they're, I don't know, they're, they're a weird fish. They're greasy. Mm-hmm. Greasy for sure. And we caught a whole pile of them yesterday on Little Boy, mm-hmm. and... Like, they're just big, fat Jabba's. Yeah. If there are folks from southern states, like Illinois, Indiana, that area, they, I think the fish that impresses them the most is the rock bass. Like, I don't know what how? size rock bass they catch, but how often, I mean, very often, we catch what I would consider just a regular no- rock bass, and they're like, this is a... Huge rock bass. I think they must have little little guys. Itty bitty ones. Yeah. They you do, know what's they pull okay? What's crazy? But so you know when you catch a little perch, they spin. Mm-hmm. So like a rock bass, will, you know they're they're generally like pound pound and a half. They're mm-hmm. big, and they'll do the same, same spinning spin. thing. Yeah. And it's like how? It's because they're big jobless. <laughs> they're just big fat toe. They don't do anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it quite a bit. I like the nickname quite a bit. <laughs> oh. How was your week, though, Dan? How was fishing otherwise? G- generally pretty good. Um, I had a real hot, warm, calm one that didn't go so good. It was actually supposed to be a musky trip, and um, uh, we're, I knew it, I, it ended up being we had 81.5 degree water temperature, so I can't, can't do canceled it. it. 
and uh, gave them the you know the options. You know, we can try to reschedule. We can just cancel it. I'm just not going to take you musky fishing. And instead, they chose to go. They wanted to go walleye fishing, and I felt pretty good about the the day. And it, I think it was just a conditions thing. Um, I did stuff that was work had been working the day before worked the day after didn't work that day I did talk to a guy who fished jig wraps the same day and he did all right so maybe I just needed to make an adjustment the tough things with the evening trips is if it's slow at the beginning part of me thinks it's just a wait them out type of deal and feeling like feeling pretty good about the presentation because it worked great the day before and it ended up working the great great the day after like I don't know if I really want to switch things up because I think it's just a matter of getting that sun lower yeah. And it just didn't ever matter. And p- part of the thing, too, with whatever, like, the areas that we have been finding fish recently, you can't get a jig wrap in there. No, no. You got to very, you have to pick your angles of, like, yeah, it would be a pain in the butt. You probably could, if you were the guy looking at the graph all of the time, fishing by yourself and, like, taking the opportunity when it presented itself, you could probably do pretty well that way. But having three guys just cast them blindly, they're gonna be in the they're gonna the hate it all the time. They're gonna hate it. Yeah. What to catch two more fish? Right. <laughs> Overall, though, fishing's been pretty good. I've been rigging chubs quite a bit, which has been a huge pain in the butt because the water's so warm. Um, Go from sixty degree water to eighty degree water. Yep. Yeah. Especially red tails, man. They are just. They've got the. Sh- they don't have a very long shelf life when the water's this warm. Mm-mm. I mean, a, a, if I'm fishing a spot that's like forty yards long, it's pretty much you can get a pull up it and a drift down it, or vice versa, and then that minnow's probably dead down there. And more often than not, when I have people check on them, sure enough, they're tipping over. You also don't want to check on them that much because bringing Surface them up is, is gonna a lot up, hotter yeah. than the bottom of it. Right. Rigging chubs, and I haven't caught a fish like rigging a crawler or a leech in a while i haven't even tried i haven't either <laughs> um so then pitching little jigs and crawlers and i've caught a couple fish on jig wraps too yep that's my week i'll let you get to your week but i one of the questions i get a lot is like how do you choose whether to like rig these fish or jig them or whatever and maybe we've talked about this but i feel like it's more about like how do you, yeah we did talk about it right how do you get at these fish yeah, yeah we talk about it a lot but okay. it's important it's really it you can't stress it enough how important it is to put a presentation in front of these fish that is going to continue to look good right and like get yeah yeah you have to get that so like to rig a to rig a crawler where we've been fishing to where like the entire week for me like I I haven't just fished one lake I've been on. I've been on a few lakes, but to fish in the types of ecosystems that we're fishing, you can't rig those. Yeah. You can't absolutely do can't do it. Mm-mm. Whether it's perch permitting or bottom content permitting, you can't do it yep. and successfully. De- and depth. And depth. Because you would like, or, yeah, for sure. The three of those combined, you know, like, yes, you can rig nine feet of water on a big beach or on leech in the rocks or mm-hmm. something because you can get some distance from the boat and it's going to be clean. But you can't rig nine feet of water when you're, like, walking. There's just no way. <laughs> no way. Yep. And with the amount of bluegills and rock bass and perch that are on those weed edges, it isn't worth your time. Yep. 
you've got to get something that cooks by them or that can float above them that's enticing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so extremely important. So for us right now, that's been... I haven't had the bobber rods out in a while, and maybe I, maybe I should have, but you're pitching jigs, you're pulling spinners around the weeds, or you're corking them. Yeah. I, I don't see anything wrong with what you've been doing. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. my week. How about you? So you remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about, man... You just don't catch any smallmouth on spinners. <laughs> yeah. Well, I must have found a bajillion smallmouth or something because I ended up catching, well, my group caught three smallmouth on Secret Lake Tackle spinner rigs. <laughs> so maybe, you know, maybe it's not just the spinner rig. Maybe it's just because there's not enough Secret Lake Tackle spinner rigs mm, out there to sure. catch smallmouth. Right. They don't like Northland or JB spinners. They want specific Secret these, Lake these Tackle. These are too good. Give me that, give me that bright bubble gum <laughs> color, baby, and I'm gonna eat it. Like yesterday, we I didn't even have the trolling motor down yet, and the guy just put it down there. I was trying to rig up some other rod or whatever, and he just threw it down there. And they're like, oh, a, a, a goat one. <laughs> I'm like, what that is honestly it? makes more sense to me because that was that crawler was just like it, dragging it, around. And it had there. just touched the bottom. <laughs> All right, that was the first one. Sure, the other two were pulling it at 1.2 miles an hour. I was like, there's, you know, I, and I told, I asked him beforehand, I was like, okay, we can either pitch this and, you know, there's been a bunch of small mouth up here and, you know, we probably won't catch them on spinner rigs, but, we, you know, we got a good chance to catch them all ice doing this. Mm-hmm. A lot better chance. Yep. And uh, they were like, well, let's, let's, let's try to catch the, some bigger fish, you know, let's catch some walleyes. And then we still end up catching small <laughs> So after I specifically said, yeah, they don't really eat these very well. <laughs> That's funny because the guy who I had that initial discussion with, after we talked about it on the, he's a podcast listener. After we talked about it, he sent me a message like, "Great, now you're gonna get a bunch of people telling stories of catching smallmouth on spinners." And <laughs> now we got one. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so it can happen. Right. It can absolutely happen. But walleye fishing has been really good for me. Um, today was tougher with all the smoke and whatnot. I think, and a little bit of it was just I, too much of a good thing. It was think? too much of a good thing. And I think what might happen. So, like, instead of these fish being, what I, what I had thought is instead of these fish being confined to these weed beds, with the, all this cover, they spread out into the sand and now, or, you know, into the, into the open water. Mm-hmm. So, instead of being in these confined areas, being in dense areas, dense populations in these smaller areas, they're now spread out all over, all over this giant flat I've been fishing. How am I going to get at those? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. It just. Too uh, much space. Way too much space. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'm not talking about, like, 100 yards. Yeah. I'm talking about miles. Right. <laughs> yeah, we talk about how our side imaging helps with the too much space space issues, but... That's not when it comes to miles. Right. And if and we, we, had, we had made a plan where we we're only going to do this for two hours. And if it's not great, we're going to move. And two hours came and went, and it wasn't great. Sure. So, um, then I found... Luckily, Did you start with that plan? Yeah. Gotcha. Because um, it had been a little bit better earlier in the morning. And it was better later in the evening, the other, the other lower light periods. Sure, yep. Um, then bluegills bailed me out, um, found some of them. And then I had, like, a, I don't know, 10, 12-pound gator up to the boat. That was super fun. Nice. That on, was super fun. On a 16-ounce jig? No, on a half-ounce jig and a paddle tail. <laughs> it was super cool. It was super, super cool. Um, Did he break you off or what? Yeah, he yeah. broke me off. He had that sucker choked. It was fun. I had them on a long time, though. That glass rod's badass. Oh, my gosh. It's crazy. Thanks, Mark, for 
hooking me up. Uh, but uh, I don't think you've talked about that rod. My swim bait rod? Mm-mm. Oh, you know what? It's it's been important, but it hasn't been as it as it. I think it'd be different if I was over a lot more big fish, but I'm not. And I'm catching a few smaller fish on it. I'm using a 3.8 Kitek Swim Impact with a half ounce jig. Um, and I've been cracking them through the weeds. Um, and I've been doing that a lot on leech, and I've been catching a ton of pike, which is fun. Um, and a handful of walleyes out there. And I tried it out on the, some of the little lakes, and I've caught a few doing that. But because I've done, or, and it's a, I'm using a fiberglass rod, with a bait casting reel with 15, 20 pound fluorocarbon. Hmm. And that's been really fun. I've been working it just like I would, would a jig wrap um, and pulling it, like really pulling them through the weeds. Um, and it, it's been working pretty good on leech when I've got an opportunity to use it. Why the glass rod though? Um, for load up. So if you're popping them like that, uh, you'll end up breaking a lot of graphite rods trying to pop up that heavy weight through the weeds with that much impact. Um, and that's why you want to use the fluorocarbon as well, because you need that stretch and also fluorocarbon sink so you can do it in deeper water. Gotcha. So, I don't believe the breaking thing. That's why? something you heard from Mark? That's something I heard from Mark. All right. Because of the, I don't know, some sort of a stress deal. But gotcha. I mean, have you? Uh, hmm. I've never broke a rod on jig wrap. Right. But and cracking them right into a rock. Right? As hard oh, as you yeah. can. And they're not breaking. But I can ask Mark and get more details. Okay. I'll get more of the... Don't let me call you out, Mark. I just want to hear more details. But Mark The only is, time I've seen a fiberglass rod application is for trolling in the walleye world. So mm-hmm. I'm curious about this. Dude, Mark, is, he has this... Especially in the fall, he's got this stuff down. Sure. It's it's cool. It's fun. You know, I've, I've never really done it with it, like been able to successfully do it with him. But I've watched him do it, and it is just exciting. Is that pretty popular in the bass world? To the fiberglass rods? Yeah. Uh, it's popular with crankbaits and swimbaits gotcha. because something where they're gonna where you've got some speed behind it, but you need you've got speed and a slower load up, where you require a slower load up, right? Gotcha. So chatterbaits as well. Mm. So where you're giving it some, you know, you're cranking pretty quick, and if you're using braid and a traditional rod, that rod loads up too quickly pulls the hooks out gotcha slower rod load rod load up more fish in the boat interesting all right it's fun <laughs> it's just super fun to set the hook with that thing it's like just freaking pens <laughs> <laughs> um anyway uh walleye fishing has been good lots of pike lots of bluegills it's been fun crappie fishing has also been excellent but that's I haven't about, even done that that's about all i want to say about that Good. That's all I got to say about that. We did have a uh, moving on. Yep. We had and a segues well. We had a listener question mm-hmm. from Brian Wold. <laughs> it is it is W O O D. Oh well, why'd you mess with me? <laughs> have you ever met a person with the last name Wood W O U L D? No, but I don't know that many people, <laughs> and I'm also terrible at spelling. Uh, he was asking about perch on leech. Um, in his experience the last couple of years, he's had less success. I don't have a lot of details on this. I should have maybe asked some follow-up questions. I don't know when he's fishing, um, but he's had less success catching keeper perch on leech, and he just wanted our take on that. I, I don't think we'll have a ton of insight, but we'll give you the what we know. Yeah. You go first. 
Um, I don't know anything. <laughs> a few years ago, I believe the report was that the, there was less perch in Leech Lake than there has ever been recorded. Um, and I know the West Side guys had still been catching nice perch over there, but um, for me, fishing the North Side and the East Side, I really didn't catch any for, I haven't caught that many for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, in my experience, perch fishing isn't that great right now. Right. Um, even when in like the right peak, now, meaning like this decade. Yeah. Like right. The last 10 years of fishing. Right. Yeah. So like these peak times a year, winter, spring, fall, not catching all that many of them. I mean, I'm getting some, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not getting the volume that I think a good perch fish or somebody who really wants perch is going to be happy with. Right. Um, but I think there's getting to be more, more. big perch. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also helps to be out there a whole bunch. Um, coming up for a week is for uh, every year is a small sample size. Right. It um, certainly depends on the time of year. And if your weed bed changes or, <clears throat> you know, you're not getting the, the prevailing westerlies, you're probably not going to be there. Sure. You know, so if, if the conditions aren't right leading up to it, that, that leads to a lot of success or lack of success right and i would also guess that maybe maybe this isn't true for brian but a lot of perch guys would maybe you know you can like usually bank on like very few spots to produce quite a few fish Mm -hmm. and you know those if those very few spots like two or three of them change for a variety of reasons then yeah maybe it is going to be challenging to find find a new one in a week of fishing you know right Um, but yeah we don't we don't see a whole lot of big perch on the east side. Last fall, I did okay for a while um, when fishing was, like, when every fish in the lake wanted to eat. If mm-hmm. you got a jig within 30 feet of them. But, um, but yeah, we don't we don't target perch all that much. They're good overlaps in the spring and the fall. Right. Throw, Sp- throw it in the pail. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The tastiest overlap fish I think you can get. Yeah. I get more excited about, <laughs> about perch than I maybe should. Oh, dude, I get just jazzed. <laughs> I think they're jazzed, too. I mean, they're spraying all sorts of stuff at me in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> no, let's take a break, and let's get back to it. Sounds good. Walleye Talk is brought to you by the Muskie House Marine in Longville. We talk about their sales department. We talk about their service department quite a bit. They also have a lot of excellent boat cleaning products we've talked about hot sauce as our weekly cleaner for our boats takes care of those water spots pretty well Uh, that same company has a whole lineup of boat cleaning products so whether it's vinyl or wax they've got the whole lineup at the musky house stop in give that boat a little love in mid-season and it'll be ready to go for the next part of the year will thinks my ads are too long sometimes and this is actually still part of the ad so you need to shut up for a second the Musky House also sells. Just kidding. I was going to ask you about that wax. I mean, like, you're generally pretty smooth, but you must not apply that to your face. <laughs> Only a boat product. On the boat. <laughs> oh. On the boat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've got some, some bad news, maybe. It's known news. I mean, yeah. It is. It's new. We got new news. Right. Um. So they found starry, no, starry stone, starry stonewort, which is an algae, or is it a plant? I think it's a plant. It's a thing. 
<laughs> it's a thing. They found a green thing. You talk about where where they found it, and I'll look it up. It is an invasive species in Steamboat Bay this week. Um, and I guess it gets the they, it, it makes these big mats. Yeah, it is an invasive algae. You're right. Yeah, algae. Of and, course. Of course I am. Yep, and it's been in, it's been found in Cass Lake. I think they found it last year, the year before in Cass. Mm-hmm. It's in Winnie. And they found it uh, this year in Paimouche, up oh, which really? is connected to. It, it might be connected to Cass. It's up that direction. Yeah. That's where Lee was last week. That dirty dog. Yep, and he had a nice week up there. Well, good for him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's been around a few of our lakes. But it's relatively new in Minnesota. I think it was found in Coronas first, and it wasn't that long ago. But yeah. Well, whatever. We'll see what happens. Um, but also, I have uh, been a part of two separate encounters of Leech Lake zebra mussels. Mm-hmm. Um, once was with you. Yep. And that one was connected to... I think a it clam? was on a shell. Yeah, yep. on a clam. Parker caught it, actually. That son of a gun. <sighs> and then the last one I caught was connected to a, connected to a weed, but I squished them good. Good. <sighs> one less. Yep. Not a lot of them showing up. I mean, you can take a doomsday attitude or you can, I don't know. I don't think that's... You should do your due diligence with your boat cleaning. This is the time year you gotta you gotta clean your boat. Yep. When the water's hot and the villagers are supposedly everywhere. And I think you are like the accesses are full of weeds often. Mm-hmm. Like you should get under there and pick them up. And it's a pain in the butt. I I recognize it. I usually end my day like with a wet back from crawling under my boat picking the weeds off. But um, yeah, something so, you should do. Right. And I don't know a whole lot about the starry stonewort. I feel like it has some of the not like it's not similar to um milfoil at all as far as like a species but it like it's a it's sort of like a pain in the butt type of vegetation which is what eurasian milfoil can be too right like mm-hmm. it can ch- chunk off a big piece of like fishable water and make it like essentially impenetrable right and then you know recreational boaters don't like it and this just from the one article I read, shares some of the same characteristics. It can clog up harbors, you know, it can outcompete other vegetation. Hmm. So. That's no good. No. Not great to have it in Steamboat either. Oh, that sucker's going to thrive. Hopefully we're wrong. Well, hopefully, you know, who knows how it'll compete against wild rice. That's what's in there is wild rice, you know. Who knows? Right. You can't I really have, kill that I stuff. I have fish. I don't, I don't, it has not at all impacted, I have, would forget about it being on cast if I didn't like, if it if I hadn't read this article, you know, mm-hmm. and like it's not something that's like obvious yet up there, and it's been there for a year or two, so yeah, something we'll just deal with, right? Uh, big news in head to head, big news in the fishing world. It was, uh, you know, the head to head fishing was on pool two last week. Pool 2 is like the Twin Cities metro area pool, right? Mm-hmm. Catch I, and release only. Catch and release only and like a pretty undervalued fishery, I giants. think. They do catch giants there through a lot of the year, mm-hmm. too. Um, I think that one is a little harder to get onto in the winter months, or, you know, like the early spring months than Pool 4, but if you can get on there... They think, crush. Yeah. 
Um, but for the first time in walleye fishing, in, in professional walleye fishing, a woman won a professional tournament. She walked away with 35 grand. Yeah. Pretty remarkable. Yep. What's her name again? Uh, Marianne Husky. Mm-hmm. And do you know anything about her? I, I, she's from Wisconsin. From Wisconsin. She's like been on, she, she has like a pretty good tournament record. Just hasn't. Um, hasn't come up with a W. Right. Um, and I think, did she beat Isaac Lackich to mm-hmm. win it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, not really. They both blanked, but she oh. had more weight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the last day they yeah. both blanked. They were, uh, there was two <laughs> blanks that last day, and it was for the championship. Oh, that's so funny. But that's the, that's the way the head-to-head works. You know, sure. that's what makes it so fun. Right. You know? But uh, <laughs> they both blanked. But, uh, yeah, anyway, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. I mean, pretty great, mm-hmm. you know? Maybe we'll see more ladies out there. Yeah, I think she's got to be an inspiration for lots of young ladies out there. For sure. And she did whoop on them a few days, for sure. sure. Right. I know she does pretty well in the Fox River. I think that's how she got into it is she was, you know, from that area. Gotcha. And uh, That was one of the early events, wasn't it? One of the first ones, yeah. Yep. And she was in it, so. Hmm. Anyway, kind of neat. Yeah, for sure. Have you made any modifications to your your the gear for your like midsummer gear presentations lately? Uh, you mean besides putting the Lindy rig rods away or Well you haven't <laughs> actually put them away. I know. You've repurposed them. Yeah, I've repurposed them. Right. Tied tied spinner rigs onto them and I've been uh I've been pulling them with uh, little pencil weights with quarter ounce weights if I'm in under ten feet of water. Uh, anything over, I just kind of switch them out to, I don't know, half ounce or three quarter ounce and pull them that way. But, you know, like I've got a seven, three medium light, a six, nine medium light, and uh, I've got two six, nine medium lights that I'm using for pulling spinners and it's been working pretty darn good. I'm very happy with it. Sure. Um, but I'm not pulling collar harnesses and pulling just single hook. You know, you're, when you're pulling in that stuff, you, you got to get rid of the hooks. Yeah, mm-hmm. you having extra hooks is just a disaster. Sure. Yep. And it's not like we're pulling like slimy stuff. It's just they catch on everything. Right. And the and the weeds are tall. Tall. The, the weeds are real tall this year. I would and say. And the water's real low. Right. So it's uh, it's been pretty fun. And uh, I fished with a guy named Nick Roach a couple days ago, and uh, I was I was holding on to a rod, doing something else, and that rod. It was, I had it kind of in front of me, sitting vertical, and that sucker come up and hit me right in the head. <laughs> it, big, it was a 24-inch walleye. <laughs> I was, was like, here, take this. I'm doing something. Take this. <laughs> I'm all full of worm dirt. And he <laughs> catches it. It was, it was pretty funny. Are you getting any fish on leeches on those spinners? Or yeah. Almost the all bigger, f- so it's been kind of interesting. I've been catching a lot more fish and, and as a whole on all the bodies water I've been on. I've been catching more fish including walleyes, on crawlers. Mm-hmm. But I'm catching all of the big fish on leeches. Mm. Big fish if you on bigger pike, bigger average size, bigger walleyes, all been on leeches. But still medium leeches? Medium leeches. Gotcha. Mediums to small larges. Right. You know, I want them like an inch and a half. I don't want very much on there at all. Sure. So, yeah, it's been, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. And you see those rods bent, and the water's 80 degrees. These fish are going nuts. Yeah. <laughs> They're going ballistic. We caught a, uh, I don't know, it was like an 18-incher yesterday. I thought, he, I thought the guy had like a 25-incher. Really? The way it was, 
<laughs> it wasn't doing like a pike drum. It was, like, it was going. Like, sure. This is a, this is a big one. Like getting its nose down and running, mm-hmm. and then getting per- turned back, and then getting its That's nose exactly down and running. That's exactly what was going on. And then we got in the net, and I was like, ah, oh, it's 18 and three quarter. <laughs> and then he put it on the bump board, and it was 18 and three quarter. <laughs> <laughs> That's sort of like what's new in the area, what's new in the news. Should we take one more break and yes, then finish sir. her out? This episode of While I Talk is brought to you in part by Woman Lake Lodge. Woman Lake Lodge is a great summertime destination, not only for fishermen, but for families. With all sorts of sandy beaches all around the shorelines uh, and, and Horseshoe Island, it's a great place for you and the kids to spend a great chunk of time fishing and swimming uh, with a great population of bluegills, and crappies, you can go out there, have fun with the kids, not only fishing, but on the nice sandy beaches. Uh, stay at Woman Lake Lodge in Longville, Minnesota. I have the Groundhog Day <laughs> of all Groundhog Days. I'm very proud of this one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Dan, you, you've talked about in previous episodes about your glorious topwater action you had <laughs> out on Lake Washington, where you caught eight walleyes on skitter props. Yes. Right, that's a true story. That's a true story. On skitter props. I was with a guy named Brian Urock. Brian Urock and you caught eight walleyes on spinner props, which is topwater bait, Mm -hmm. on Lake Washington, which is in what town? Oh, I mean, I grew up in Mankato. I I think the closest town would probably be St. Peter, but... It's in good old St. Pete. So I want you to go down there at the same time of year... And I want you to not necessarily replicate the bite, mm-hmm. but I want you to replicate the success. I want today's Dan to oh, go down man. there. Catch eight walleyes. By yourself. Catch no, eight I, walleyes. I want to fish with Brian Urock. Okay, again. fine. Brian's there. Okay. Brian's there. But Brian's required to only use a skitter prop. <laughs> right. That's all Brian can do. <laughs> Sounds good. That works all right with my plan. All right. And you have to, you, there's got to be eight walleyes in your oh, boat. Oh, boy, dude. And it's this. It, you're go, what, what time it year was, was Father's it? Day? You got to go down there Father's Day okay. and catch eight walleyes. All right. Can you do it? I think so. All right. You did it once. You can do it again. All right. I think uh, to start with, we're just going to try to replicate the memory, right? We're going to go down there. We're going to drink four beers apiece. You were 16, man. 17. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll smoke a couple Swisher Sweets. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just assume that I'm going to be junk fishing. I would, you know what, though? I think just for, yeah, for memory's sake, day one, we're going to try to replicate it. We're going to just go fish this uh, little neck down in the lake, and um, he's going to fish a skitter prop, as is stated in the rules. It's the only thing he can use. <laughs> but he I, can change colors. Sure. All right. So I'll load up on skitter props at the one stop and full stringer before I go down there. <laughs> And then uh, I think I'll probably, I assume I get to fish out of my boat, not yeah, the, absolutely. like, 16-foot fishing ski we were in. Correct. All right. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so I'm going to side scan that area because, you know, who knows? There might be there might be little pods of them all over in there. Right. There were that day. I would have definitely been able to see them. Wouldn't have guessed they were walleyes maybe because they're, maybe they're, like, way up in the water column. <laughs> But yeah, we're going to uh, side image this this shallow neck down in the lake and try to 
concentrate our skitter prop casts to get them <laughs> over the top over the, of some fish. You got to get them on the shadows, man. <laughs> Come on, Brian, get them on the shadows. And I'm going to pitch little jigs and nightcrawlers and leeches. That's not going to probably work. I do feel like it would work, except that Father's Day now, this was, this was almost 20 years ago now. And I think the water temps are... I think our our world is different than 20 years ago. I think that, like, our climate has changed. That You could probably do that, like, the first week in June. Right. No, I could be wrong. Maybe not two we, weeks later. Not two weeks le- later. Could be wrong. Maybe we get a cold spring and it works great. But right. I'm guessing I'm wrong. I'm guessing I've missed the Father's Day topwater bite. You missed the true skitter prop yep. bite. Unbelievable. Yep. So then uh, day two... I'm going to just drive traditional walleye structure down there just because I never, like, I was fishing with, I don't even know if we had a graph on that boat, honestly. <laughs> I can't remember if we had a graph. Anyway, I'm going to look at all the traditional walleye stuff, and uh, who knows? I, I'd say maybe I catch six doing that. Ooh. All day down there driving, looking at traditional walleye stuff, and hopefully jig wrapping. People, can you jig wrap Lake Washington, or is it just too much junk hopefully you can jig wrap them i feel like jig wraps would be a good ticket for father's day weekend in southern minnesota i feel like they'd be all fired up is that a pretty deep lake is there some deep deep water there oh uh, yeah i think so i honestly can't remember that well i think there's 35 feet of water oh plenty deep yep if that doesn't work then i'm going to just try to be like a decent bass fisherman down there because the bass fishermen catch more walleyes than the walleye fishermen do down there <laughs> And I, I <laughs> living in the slop, living in the slop. And I bet I could do that. That's probably going to be the plan that'll work. Fishing just junk. And it's probably going to take me five days of doing that. That's an awesome, that's mm-hmm. an awesome. Trip. But Brian Urock was like my best friend for a long time. He was quite a few years older than me. He was a big mentor for me. It was his boat. It was his beers, his cigars. <laughs> Like, I think we're going to have a great time. You and B Money are getting after it. Yeah. I think that eighth walleye, when it's coming in, Brian's got it on the skitter prop. And it's like, as he's bringing it in, a little part of me is sad, right? Because it's over. A little part of me is sad. And I think, ah, this is going to be painful. But I think I take that Swisher Sweet, and I think I burn his line off. I think I think we started all over. That's I get awful. one more day of Brian. That's no, awful. I want I want one more day of fishing with the dude. <laughs> so it takes me nine days. You're burning that thing. That's vicious. The dude's fished for five days with you, <laughs> and that's the first bite he's had. He's been relying on you to catch seven walleyes, Sorry. and you've come up short. I don't care. Five days and four days in a row. I miss you, Brian. I don't think you listen to the podcast. The sixth day you get it, though? Six six days is a done deal? No, I think it takes a total of, like, nine days. Because we got the recreate the the memory day. We got the traditional walleye day. Five days of junk fishing. Burning the line. Day nine is the day we get Going back to junk fishing. Yep. And I just shake the guy's hand. It's been good, Brian. Yep. I'm going back up north. (laughs) Good one. That was a great one. Thank you. I hope that... It was a lot of fun for me because it was a trip down memory lane. One one quick story about Brian. He had he had this junky old boat, and there's a no-wake zone on Lake Washington, and he was going through the no-wake zone at close throttle. And uh, Warden was on the lake and thought that he was throwing out too much of a wake. 
pulled him over. Brian said, I'm sorry, I was going through at closed throttle. And he's like, well, you, you can't do it that way. you got to do it some other way. And he's like, you can either do it the right way without throwing a wake, or I'll write you a ticket. <laughs> and Brian said, okay. So he put his boat in reverse, backed through the no-wake <laughs> zone, turned around, backed through the no-wake zone again. The warden just gave him a little hand wave and let him go. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> the old 90 horse Johnson had too much power. Oh, <laughs> uh, so funny. <laughs> All right, one more break. Let's do it. Secret Lake Tackle has been very important in my success the last couple of weeks. Pulling spinners on Leech Lake and along the Area Lakes. How are we doing it, Dan? Pulling them on bouncers, pulling them on pencil weights, but pulling really good custom painted blades that throw out a pretty big thump for their size. It's probably the biggest difference between SLT spinners and everything else on the market. They're also coming from a guy who just does this religiously. Grew up doing it, and uh, they sold pretty well in, in Longville. I think there's a reorder that's in store now. So if you were there looking for a specific color, there are a couple specific colors that were doing good in our region that sold out quick. They're back in the Longville bait shops. So stop in, stock up on your Secret Lake Tackle spinners. Dan, I'm sure you've got a busy week. What's on the agenda? Um, get to do some walleye fishing in the morning on a lake that I have not been able to walleye fish a whole lot. I've been doing just the fish catching trips. So I'm excited about that. Got like understanding customers, you know, that it's going to, it could be a grind. Um, but I got a plan for some sneaky spots looking back, back a few years, some sneaky spots that have worked out good this time of year. And I think I'm going to rig some chubs on them and I'm going to jig wrap them. And that's about it. I might look at a couple stretches of water that have had some fi- some spinner fish too um, later on in the morning. Not going to start there though. So start with some like small. That'll be like your bailout plan. Well, we are gonna. They do want to catch some crappies too. So it's it's going to be a time crunch. Just a half day. Going to get after these small spots real quick, and you know these small spots. Uh, you either know they're either there or they're not. And they're, I think a jig wrapper or a chub is going to get them if they're going to bite. So fishing quickly and efficiently, then one decent boat ride, pull spinners for half hour, 45 minutes, and then get on with filling out the fish fry if we need to. Hour of hour of crappie fishing, call it a day? Yep. And then some other small lakes. Uh, I'm kind of antsy to be back on leech. If I'm, I haven't been up there in a while. Don't know if I need to be. And then I'm gonna. I've got a little time to myself that I'm gonna pull some lead. Ooh. Yep. Practice up. Practice up on pulling lead. That's okay. That sounds okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hope I get a good draw on a nice day to do it. Mm. Try to. Get yeah, you don't want a ton that. of wind when you're doing that. You want to just kind of. You want a very uh, consistent level playing field. Right. For your test. We gotta we gotta get in the boat with Schultzy. I know we do. We don't need to say anything else. We're going fishing with Schultzy. One of these fun. next two weeks we'll get fishing with Schultz. Sounds great with me. Alright. Is he even around now? He was on Lake of the Woods. He should be home now. I think he's home and Good. I think he's fishing leech real hard. Good. He said he was gonna put the hammer on him. Yeah. He was fired <laughs> up. 
<laughs> Every sentence he, in his text message ended with three dots. Dot, dot, dot. I'm going to put the hammer on him. Dot, dot, dot. I think. Dig, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Schultz, he's a character. Yeah. How about you? What do you got on tap? I got a few musky trips. I think I've got two musky trips, which is going to be a good change in pace. I want to I wanna throw something real heavy. I want to get a good, I want to get a really strong hook set in. Get a big, slimy, stinky fish in the boat. I'm going to keep my wedding ring on. <laughs> good plan. That's a good plan. <laughs> I'm going to also be pulling some spinners. I've got one fish catching, tri- two fish catching trips, which are going to be a lot of fun because I haven't been doing a ton of them. Right. I've been. You've been on leech quite a bit. I've been on leech quite a bit. You've been doing fish catching trips, but you, like, they, they're walleye focused. Walleye oriented. And then if they're fish catching, it's like catching pike right or like today i i did have to go and uh into boy bay and find some bluegills sure which i still got it which is good <laughs> so um <laughs> i think what you said to me to me today is yeah i went into boy and uh luckily i'm still a g in there <laughs> i did say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get i kind of understand that place um which is nice it's a good. It's really nice to be able to fall back on that, because um, like today I, I didn't do my job catching walleyes, so I was still able to get a fish fry in there. Sure. Boom. Right. Job and done. R- real quick. Real quick. Yeah. Job well done. Right. Um, yeah, I've got. I'm on leech next week. A whole bunch. I'm out there like three days in a row or four days in a row. Um, I'm out there tomorrow. It's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be fun. I like it up there. I'm, I'm out of federal dam tomorrow. So sure. It'll be nice to go up the river. Go up there fast. <laughs> yeah, baby. So we'll keep after it and see what happens. Yeah. If you're in the Longville area, coming up for the weekend, what would you be doing? Hydrating. <laughs> it's going to be 90 on Saturday. No, I'd be, you know, I'd be trying to get up earlier. You know, I, it, as a whole, fishing is kind of really slowed down in the mornings at about 9, 30, 10 o'clock. So try and be out there with ample time. If you're if you're looking for a fish fry for the weekend, make sure you're out there, you know, six seven o'clock. You can be off the lake by nine thirty ten o'clock pretty easy and yep. have a nice. Fish you fry. also skip all of the recreational boat traffic. Right. Like the people who want to tube and ski don't really get out there before ten o'clock. And it's been pretty windy in the mornings. I think the contrast in temperatures has, has made it a little up. bit windier. Yeah, it's that's way another... fishier right away in the morning yep. than it is when we're leaving. Absolutely. That's another thing to notice. Our, our, as, as warm as it's been getting, our, we are getting, like, coolish mornings. There's been a couple, like, quite a few days in the high 50s for lows, which... You made fun of me the other day. It was 55 degrees. I was wearing shorts. Yeah. And also, when we left the lake, it was, like, 85. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Dan, I'm way better at being cold than I am being super hot. Yeah. That's why I'm wearing shorts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else you got to say to these wonderful people? Luckily... This episode, I didn't eat too much cheese. <laughs> I do want to just give a quick shout out. I fished with Susie um, <gasps> Richardson today. Yes, and had a great time with her and her kids, um, and and her husband Scott. We had a good time. They're avid listeners, big supporters of the show, and uh, yeah, it's fun to fun to have that connection with people, especially through the podcast. And now I know, you know, I know that they listen. So I, I know that I can't tell the same stories that I tell on the podcast because they've heard them all. <laughs> and I actually brought up, I'm going to rant a little bit, but I'm going to also, this is hopefully valuable information for uh, somebody who has like some money laying around and they want to invest. Okay. 
I'm listening. I'll start this off by saying that Susie's kids, Max and Rex, shot, they were not hot on this idea. They didn't like it. But it's sort of like a zoo, right? You got like a two-way petting zoo? Yes, that's exactly what it is. So, <laughs> I mean, it's kind of what it is. So you come to this Dan's uh, two-way petting zoo, and we've got these animals... They're all over. They're all over the place. We got tigers and lions and cougars. I mean, we got the the badass animals, <laughs> for sure. And you choose which animal you'd like. Like, hey, that I'd like that lion. I'd like that lion to scratch my shoulder blade. <laughs> okay. So then we have a very controlled situation where the lion steps into a room. It's a very happy lion too. We take good care of these mm-hmm. animals, and there's just a little window. And we've trained the lion. You put your shoulder blade up to that window, and the lion reaches in and just... Can't get away from the pain. There's some pain involved, for sure. So this is like a legit scratch. Like, this is big time. Instead of going to a tattoo parlor, now you got a lion scratch on your shoulder blade. Okay? Heels up. You know, we'll have a doctor on hand, Dr. Scott, my buddy. uh, He'll probably be... He's in. Yep. He'll be the consult, at least. He'll probably be the drug guy. You'll give him the whatever they need. (laughs) And then you got this awesome scar on your shoulder blade, and you're going to get asked about it all the time, right? Like, how did you get that scar? So we got lions, we got cougars, we got tigers. We got the, you know, the ones that first come to mind, right? Right, for sure. But then we got some weird ones too, right? Like, you want a penguin bite? We'll get you a penguin bite <laughs> scar. Okay? Any, anything you might want. You came up with this today? No, I've been thinking about this quite a bit. I've run it by the Morgan boys. I think they listen. Chris Morgan and his boys, they listen to the podcast. They, they, they were actually into the idea quite a bit. Um, um, and then uh, we also recognize that our, like our target audience, right, the people who would really want this, they're going to, the, they're going to a, a drinking establishment and they want to talk about the scar, right? For sure. Generally... Those guys, I think it's mostly going to be men who sign for up for sure. This, are probably not like they're probably not going to be real quick to think up an answer to the question, "How did you get that scar?" Right? They're, it's got to be prefabricated. They're dopes. They're dopes. Yeah, so what uh-huh. we're going to do is I what and why I approach the uh, Susie's boys is I want some kids to be writing the backstories. I want them to have a good, well thought out backstory. Give these dopey guys some flashcards they can stick in their pockets. And then when, you know, a cute girl asks, well, how'd you get that scar? Is that from uh, a mountain lion or uh, um, uh, um, a panther? They can pull that flashcard out. And it's be, oh, actually that's... a Chinese biting goal. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we'll have the details worked out for them so they don't sound like they visited Dan's two-way petting zoo. <laughs> Oh, Dan, that is, uh, that was great. Well, if you're interested, I'm taking, I'm taking. Need some startup money. Yep. Uh, Zero return on investment. It's just money for me that I'll put into the project. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're going to have all sorts of tame kitties in there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week, folks. (laughs) Thanks for listening to that rant.